Welcome to Dear Wallflower, your podcast advice column where every week your hosts will answer a letter from listeners just like you, answering the big life questions facing today's women. Make sure to stick around for our weekly recommendations on books, movies, music, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We're so glad you're here. Grab a cup of tea and come on in. Welcome, dear listeners, to this episode of Dear Wallflower. I am your host, Kelia Clarkson. I am an actress, writer, filmmaker, and the editor-in-chief of Wallflower Journal. And with me today is my lovely co-host, Jessica Schroeder. I'm a writer and PhD candidate, a food blogger, tea drinker, and adjunct theology professor. And today we are very excited to welcome a guest to the podcast, Annalise Herman. Annalise is a wife, mother of two, a master of social work turned freelance writer. And when she doesn't have her nose in a book, she can typically be found thrifting for clothing, drinking coffee, or working on her new newsletter, Girls of Gumption. Annalise, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I want to thank each and every listener who's tuning in today, wherever you might find yourself. We are just so glad that you decided to join us. We will be getting to this week's letter in just a few moments, but first, let's get into our pre-letter segment of the show called Roses and Thorns, where we recount our highs and lows of the week, starting with our biggest challenges or frustrations that week and finishing off with a blessing or positive, hopeful experience we had. So Jessica, what was this week's thorn and this week's rose? My thorn this week was missing my husband being away um, on a youth retreat over the weekend. So rather than culminating the work week by having our usual Friday night bread dinner together, I started off the weekend all alone. (laughs) I I actually still baked bread and I enjoyed a solo bread dinner um, and I listened to a podcast at the same time. Um, But the funny thing is I find that sleeping is actually the weirdest thing when he's gone for a night or two. I I feel like as tired as I might be, um, there's just that sense that things aren't right, you know, like (laughs) keep me from falling asleep easily. But at the same time, I would say, don't feel too badly for me. Um, I feel like the rose ended up being the time that I got to have kind of to myself, like the, the girl time, the me time that came out of being alone. So doing some things I might not have normally done. So I met up with a good friend for brunch one morning. I did some unhurried shopping, which is very rare for me. I watched some terrific feel-good movies, which happened to both be from 1995, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's a good year for <laughs> good, movies. Good, good throwback, yeah. And I even had popcorn for dinner, which is, you know, why not? So I guess the lesson here is to make the most of every opportunity. Exciting. I'm intrigued by this bread dinner very quickly. <laughs> what does that entail? Usually, so if I, I bake bread, um, say on a, on a Friday and then we have, fr- you know, fresh bread for dinner. And we'll, so we'll usually open up a bottle of wine and, um, I know not a lot of, not everybody's a fish person, but we love sardines. <laughs> so we will open up a can of sardines and do nuts and sometimes a little bit of cheese, um, olive oil, just, you know, sort of a pseudo charcuterie spread, but like our own version of that week to week and you no. Know, olives oh, that, that kind of so thing good. so yeah it's delightful we just usually light a candle and have some background music and just chill ease into the weekend that's a lovely friday night tradition mm. annalise what was your thorn and your rose uh my thorn is that my we're all sick <laughs> my two-year-old um 
has pink eye and we just like yeah it's just one of those things where one person comes down with it in the house and then we all just sort of like dominoes the rest of us you know it's kind of coming for you (laughs) so if I sound a little ill I do apologize um I'm mostly feeling better but that's always a challenge (laughs) mothering and being sick at the same time is It's a, a task, that's for sure. Um, but my rose is actually, uh, we were traveling a lot last week, and I just feel like there's nothing better than coming home and like being in your own kitchen after mm. being away, sweeping your floor. I know that sounds <laughs> ridiculous. It's I not. It's great. <laughs> but like to cook a, a meal from things from your pantry and like wipe down your own counters, there's just something so magical about that. After being gone. And so I've really been reveling in that this week. That's lovely. I actually have the same thing because we've been gone from our New York apartment for a little while in Colorado. And I've been thinking about the same thing. I'm going, I can't wait to wipe down those counters again and just give the floor a good mop. (laughs) Just (laughs) be in my space. being away is lovely like I feel like I'm a big mix of like an extrovert who likes adventure but also a homebody and so when I come home that homebody really gets to shine and it's just wonderful (laughs) it's nice how you get the best of both worlds right you get to travel but then you also get the gift of coming home again so yes uh well my thorn this week is just technology overall um So while I did grow up with computers and I have been using smartphones for the better portion of my life, I'm really not that much of a technologically minded person. And so this week I was trying to download this app onto my computer and it says, sorry, you don't have enough disk space. And first of all, I don't entirely understand what it means by disk space, (laughs) but I just start by like cleaning out my entire computer and just getting rid of every single thing that I don't need. And somehow, no matter how much I purge, there's just still not that much space. And it's just the most frustrating thing. And I feel like technology just doesn't work sometimes the way that it's really supposed to. And it's supposed to make our lives easier. And sometimes, I mean, it often does, but sometimes it really just makes our life just so frustrating. And you spend an afternoon clearing out your disk to never get it empty enough to download the app that you needed. (laughs) Frustrating. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But as for my rose this week, uh, this week was my last week in Colorado. And so we did all the things that we kept meaning to do our entire time here, but never did. So we went to this local restaurant, this um, Mexican restaurant that I absolutely adore. And it's just like one of those family owned places that is like a small town fixture. And um, we managed to finally stop by this cafe that we've been talking about going to since we got back here in December. And we got in a few more walks with our little Darcy dog, the family golden retriever. And overall, it was just a really lovely last week here before we fully jump back into life. All right. So a couple of things before we move on to our letter for this week. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps boost the podcast and get it in front of other people who might enjoy it and get something from it. And we would love to encourage you to send in your own letter to dearwallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. We would love the opportunity to speak into the issues that you are facing today. Okay. Let's move on to our letter for today, which covers the subject of how to both find our sense of style and stay in style as the years go by and we start to get a little bit older. 
dear wallflower, can you help me think through how to think through staying in fashion and style as we age? I grew up a tomboy who didn't wear dresses or do my hair in anything but a ponytail. I was far too consumed with playing sports or just playing outside. When I got to college, I had a roommate who taught me a lot about fashion and makeup. At this time, I began to care more about how I presented myself. I shopped for clothes a lot and never left the house without doing something to my hair. I'm not sure that I had strong convictions about it, but this was the point in my life that how I presented myself started to matter more to me. Fast forward a bunch of years, and I have been a wife and mother for 10 years. The busyness of caring for three little ones has swallowed up much of my time, and I'm beginning to realize that I put very little thought into how I look in the morning. To be completely honest, I feel very frumpy. I don't follow fashion much, and while I used to keep a Pinterest fashion board to inspire my closet, I don't feel like I have time for that anymore. My mornings are consumed with getting the children ready or getting to work, and I'm finding that I end up wearing the same things every week and don't do much to my hair. When I consider venturing back out into the shops or hair salon, I get intimidated thinking I don't know what's in style or what looks good on me anymore, as I've changed so much since those college years. Do you have any advice on how to stay in style even as we grow older and our lives fill up with more responsibilities? Thank you for your time, Frumpy Francis. So Annalise, what are your thoughts for our writer today? I just have to say, I feel like Frumpy Francis and I are just kindred spirits, just in mm-hmm. where where we are in life, you know, the phase of life, and going from being the tomboy who didn't really care to caring a little bit more. Um, but it, it it is a challenge, uh, especially after children. You know, you have your body when it's pregnant changes completely, so you can't wear the things that you're used to. Just naturally and then if you choose to nurse your baby then you have to wear certain things for that uh when you go out and I think you know as you have multiple children the years kind of stack up in which you don't really get to not choose what you wear but there are just very specific things that you have to wear for the job that you have which is mothering um and it's hard to sometimes connect with yourself again after that so I think just so many women go through it. I think it's a very natural thing that those first years when they're tiny, like that first year of life, it almost just feels like a fever dream. I, I don't know if any other moms experience that, but, um, and so as you know, you you have multiple children and your children get older, you, you can kind of look at um, rebuilding your style after all of those years. So I think it's something that a lot of us go through. Um, what I would say first uh, is, of course, first of all, that style never defines your worth as a person, right? So <laughs> we can, <laughs> of course, take that off the table. Um, but it does, I think, change the way we feel about ourselves as we walk through the world. We d- you don't want to walk through your day feeling frumpy or feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I think the importance of it comes in. Not, not to 
impress other people or to define your worth, but to, you know, to feel good about yourself and confident in things that you want to do as you go forward. Um, my first real piece of advice would be to stick to the basics and to find pieces that you feel good in. Um, classic pieces, like a pair of black trousers and a white button down. Like there's never been a woman who doesn't feel put together um, <laughs> or look good wearing something like that, you know, and it's very simple. You don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Um, or like I wrote an article for Wallflower about a black turtleneck. Like there are just some staple pieces that you can wear that are very simple to throw on that kind of automatically make you feel and look more put together. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be as I, myself, at least as a mom, who's almost been going on, we're going on our ninth anniversary of marriage. So almost 10 years, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm less concerned with trends now than I've ever been. Interesting. I I think that trends, those are, when I follow trends and then I look back at photos, those are the pictures that are the cringiest. (laughs) Um, Because they change every so quickly. And especially in this day and age with the internet and how much access we have to different sorts of style like it's almost every year now that trends change pretty drastically and you could get exhausted even if you had a ton of time and all of the money in the world simply trying to keep up with the minute changes of trends so I would say be less concerned about that and more concerned with basics that fit you well um sort of like more classic style. And then once you kind of have those pieces, you can have a little more fun in adding some trendier bits that resonate with you or your style. But I think if you really feel like you're starting from zero, trying to jump in and just do a big Pinterest search or a big Google search on like what's trending this year, it will just be incredibly overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, And the internet isn't always like, the nicest place for that sort of thing either (laughs) word (laughs) you know it was like a a big thing with skinny jeans a while back I don't know if anybody else was reading about that but it's only (laughs) going to be a matter of time before skinny jeans you know are are hip again so yes it's true (laughs) being really concerned with those sorts of things I think just takes energy and time that obviously in this busy phase of life that you don't have so (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um and then my another thing that I was thinking is what makes you feel good and put together might not be what somebody else um chooses to do uh for example like I care a little bit more about my clothing and I like to do my makeup, but my hair is always a mess. Like I don't (laughs) have time to think about it. It's not something that I put a lot of effort into. Um, But it sounds like from her letter that hair might be a big, you know, if hair is what makes her feel put together, then to set some time aside to really focus on that. Um, 
you know, and maybe makeup doesn't make you feel more put together. You don't really care for it. You're not interested in it. Then don't do it. You know, um, I think it really depends on the person of the things that they want to stick to, but don't feel like you have to do everything like, mm-hmm. um, to a T every day. That's not always what's going to make you feel the best. So <laughs> that's helpful. That, yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I think when we think of putting ourselves together, we kind of think, well, it has to be the whole nine yards, right? I have to do like a full face of makeup. I got to curl my hair. I got to put on like my nicest dress. I think that's really helpful to think, no, not necessarily. What are the things that are important to you and make you feel put together? It's not necessarily what would make someone else feel put together. Um, I think you also had such a, I'm glad we brought you on. You have such a different perspective from us as someone who has had children and can understand what it's like to kind of, I don't want to say lose yourself in it, but like you said, it was a fever dream for the first year. And so it must be kind of difficult to stay in touch with yourself and kind of be able to focus on yourself for those first few years, um, which is what our, our, writer Francis, um, expressed. So I really value your, um, your insight on the raising kids, but also, um, paying attention to yourself problem. (laughs) Um, so Jessica, what are your thoughts for a writer today? Sure thing. Um, well, first of all, don't, don't we all hate feeling frumpy? (laughs) I'm so so grateful to uh, our writer Francis here for admitting this feeling and opening up with this question. I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. Um, I certainly can, if I am honest. Um, What Francis is telling of her own story highlights is that we can have different seasons in our lives related to style. And even as Annalise was saying in terms of maybe having to set something aside while you're sacrificing in a very real way for your children um, or having those boundaries in terms of having something nursing friendly that you're going to be wearing. Um, that's, that's a season, you know, and coming out of that and recognizing, okay, I'm in a new season, you know, so Frances had an early season in which she, her parents didn't really matter at all to her. And then in college, the season shifted to one of both learning how to attend to her appearance and caring a bit more about how she presented herself. And then this present life season is one in which she has less time and energy to spend on her appearance, but it's still a value to her. That is, she'd like to figure out how to spend an appropriate amount of time and energy in order to feel confident in her own skin. I think this is a good desire and a little bit of effort can go a long way. So just like Annalise said, you don't have to do everything, but, you know, focus in on what, what bits of effort you would like to spend that are most, um, I don't know, kind of bang for your buck, uh, for lack of a better term, um, each and every day. And the main thing that I would suggest for Francis is to get started with a bit more intensive attention, if you can, and then use that initial effort to get yourself set in a way that can make the day-to-day sustainable as a wife and a mom of three kiddos. So practically, this might look something like just taking time away for a half day or a full day um, retreat of sorts. So just like you might do that for some kind of like a spiritual retreat or or whatever. Um, what if you could get childcare for a half day or a full day to give you a chance to explore what current styles and clothing you enjoy and look good in? 
And maybe if you have any girlfriends who could be part of this with you, try to schedule a day or two or a day with one of them or, or two of them if, uh, as you see fit. Um, for many of us, the support of another person who knows us well and who can be both encouraging and help us discern when to say no can be a huge help in these kinds of situations. So if you choose to do this, uh, once you set your personal style retreat day, consider starting the day by exploring Pinterest and perhaps Wallflower Journal a bit for some ideas. And like Annalise said, don't just, you know, search something broad, like find my style. I mean, well, maybe there could be something helpful in that. I'm not (laughs) sure. But if you have some ideas, like start with specific things that will help you to search. Okay. I think I might like this kind of a look like cardigan with jeans or, you know, sweater and khakis, whatever, something that would help you to find some images and then go from there. So I would say maybe head to a local coffee shop or a breakfast spot to begin your journey out of the home. Allow yourself that space to explore and to focus on what you're searching for without the distractions of being at home. And if you meet up with a friend, maybe she can help you search for ideas too. And I think that Pinterest can be a good starting place for you to at least get an idea of what you'd be interested in trying on or trying to find. So you kind of had an idea when you head to the store. And while it sounds like you used to do this, which is cool, um, now you can give yourself a little bit of set aside time to earmark for that very purpose. I also think it can be helpful to make a written list of ideas of items that you're on the lookout for in particular. So perhaps you know that you need or want new jeans or maybe at least one pair of khakis or slacks. Maybe you want some long sleeve tees, but you want something that's a bit more dressy casual as opposed to just the 100% cotton, whatever. Um, (laughs) If there are particular items that you want to try on or discover um, or replace in your wardrobe, map map this out to give you some, some guidance when you shop. And once you have some ideas, head out to a mall, try some things on. Use your Pinterest boards and your specific item list as reference guides to help you discover some new staples. Um, And I I totally agree. I love what Annalise said about not following trends. Like (laughs) I think just classic pieces and if you can afford it, you know, things that are going to last you well are just really a great um, investment as opposed to trying to follow the, the weekly kind of disposable fashion trends. It's just... You just don't, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. <laughs> um, you mentioned in your letter that you often end up wearing the same thing every week. You know what? So do I. And I love it. This is because I have minimized my wardrobe to only the things that I like the most and that make me feel good when I wear them. So I actually want to recommend, if this works for you, that you, quote, wear the same thing every week, but do this on purpose especially as a busy mom of kiddos, I think this could really serve you well. You don't have to be a Steve Jobs with only black turtlenecks and jeans, but hey, if that's your jam, (laughs) go for it. Um, The idea is more to remove the struggle from getting dressed each day. Only have in your closet and your dresser what you enjoy wearing and feel good in. Even your quote everyday clothes should feel like that. You are worth it. And so on a similar note, then along with finding what you like and feel good in, make sure to purge the things that are not serving you well, Mm. go through all your clothes. And if anything makes you feel frumpy, let it go, donate it or find a way to reuse it. Um, tip. I, I ended up turning in, um, some old tank tops into rags recently. So (laughs) just just to find, you know, it's like buy less paper towels, use 
old pieces of cloth. Why not? So Francis, I hope this journey of exploration can be a fun one and one that's life-giving to you. And by extension, life-giving to those around you. I also hope that you can let go of the frumpy modifier and discover some styles that make you feel good, boost your confidence, and help you to live fully present where you are and with those that you love. That's a really good point about um, purging things that you have not been wearing or just things that every time you put them on, you feel frumpy. You know, how many of us have been holding on to a, a t-shirt that we're like, yeah, I liked this at one point. Haven't worn it for four years though. Yeah. It's not doing you any favors. Let it Turn go. it into a rag yeah. like Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's really memorable and you really want to keep it in some way, you know, there, there are such things as t-shirt quilts, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> don't hold on to a big horde of things, imagining that one day you will do that either. <laughs> That's, that's very, yes. Don't hold on to that going like, I will make it into a quilt. (laughs) And a a quick tip for Frances, if she is going to use Pinterest, as Jessica was saying, which is very wise, you can wear the same thing every week. And in fact, that's a pretty trendy thing. It's called a capsule wardrobe. Mm. So Frances, if you are interested in that, um, that might be a good place to start because it takes the basics and then you mix and match them in different ways. Um, throughout throughout the week or however long your capsule wardrobe lasts and she's also not alone I don't know if you guys are familiar with the lazy genius Kendra yeah. Dachi I, I am. she does a Monday uniform every day she oh. wears the same on Monday she wears the same thing because it's just one less thing that she has to think about at the start of the week when things are crazy and she really has to hit the ground running. So she just puts on the same pair of jeans and the same shirt every week. And maybe that would be a good thing for Francis too, to think about. That is a really good point. Yeah. Decide once and and let it play. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was also, thank you for bringing up a capsule wardrobe. I was trying to remember what that was called because I've definitely come across that. And yeah, I think that could be a really good idea for Francis to check out. Um, I will start by saying that I absolutely identify with Francis's background. I too grew up very tomboyish, never wore any makeup, didn't learn a single thing about it until I was 18, never did my hair, didn't have any sense of style beyond leggings and a big long top that hid my body. So I completely understand our writers struggle to feel fashionable and how overwhelming it can be to stay on top of trends, which I'm going to get into a little bit of that later. I'm going to um, back up Annalise and Jessica when I say don't follow trends. <laughs> um But that can easily lead us, as it did me, to sort of give up entirely and almost have a uniform of a sort that really doesn't serve us. And there was a time when I wore leggings so often because I was so insecure about finding a jean that both looked good on me and was in style that I started getting made fun of for essentially wearing the same outfit every single day. And it hurt, but it was really helpful in the long run to me because it got me to take off my leggings and try something else on. (laughs) Um, It's really nerve wracking to step out and try something different Mm -hmm. as our writer expressed. It's also time consuming, especially for moms. So while I'm not a mother, I can totally try to sympathize from the time that I have spent around little kids, how hectic every morning must be. And it's simpler to just throw whatever on and start the day. I totally understand that. However, I do think we ought to invest in ourselves. 
spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, but also physically. We should feel good about how we look. It's not shallow to think about that. And our writer expresses a desire to invest in herself this way, which I think is an amazing first step. So now I'm going to get into some practical advice and outline what I did to develop a sense of style without spending hours on Instagram, scrolling through fashion influencers, or breaking the bank. So first, I don't think that the more clothing we have, the better. What I've come to realize, and this is by looking to fashion icons like Audrey Hepburn, she's one of my favorites, or even just scrolling through fashion Instagram accounts, is that we really do just need a few good staples. Mm -hmm. And then we can fill in the gaps with more unique pieces or even just more basic pieces. While I don't think it's necessary to spend oodles of money on updating your wardrobe every season, there are a few items that I do think are worth spending just a little bit more on, which you'll wear for an entire season or even year round. So jeans are one of these pieces. As someone who has always struggled to find jeans that I both feel good in and I feel like look good on me, It's worth investing in nicer jeans that will last me longer and look classier than getting cheap jeans. I typically look to Levi's or Gap for my jeans. Also, side note, Annalise kind of touched on this already, but side note about jeans and just really about style in general. I know that wide leg jeans are in right now, but I do not recommend following little trends, especially when it comes to jeans. Find the cut that looks good on you and wear it. I like skinny jeans and fitted mom jeans. And in my opinion, those are always in style. And another thing worth investing in is a nice pair of shoes. So I am an ankle boot girl. And a few years ago, I took the plunge and bought these really nice Clark's boots. And let me tell you, it was worth the money. I have been wearing them for three years and they are not nearly dead yet. A few other wardrobe staples would be a little black dress. I think every woman should have one of these. A nice jacket, depending on your personal style, it could be a pea coat or a leather jacket or a denim jacket or a trench coat. A simple black turtleneck, like Annalise mentioned. Some basic tees, neutral blouses, Um, a classic pair of black pants, a few chunky sweaters, maybe a couple of sundresses. Any of these pieces can be adjusted to your particular sense of style, whether you like a classic look or boho look or a minimalist look. And once you have the bones of a good wardrobe, it's easier to fill out whatever's missing and get some more unique pieces. Like I have this really fun black denim jacket with tassels on the back that I absolutely love. (laughs) Um, It's one of my statement pieces that I don't wear often, but I always enjoy the opportunity to put it on when it suits the occasion. Another way I like to fill in these gaps is by using accessories. An outfit can completely change based on what earrings you're wearing or the length of your necklace or a pretty hairpin or a colorful scarf or a belt. Using accessories helps me feel like I'm wearing a totally new outfit, even when I'm wearing the same sweater that I've worn many times before. Lastly, I'll finish this off by talking a little bit about hair because our writer expressed not knowing what to do with her hair. I can definitely identify with the struggle. 
I never really learned how to do my hair to the point where I cut it all off into a pixie cut to make things easier for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually I got tired of that too. I grew it up. But I think taking hair texture into account is very important when getting a cut and also asking for a cut that allows for wash and wear. For this, for me, I mean, this looks like getting long layers and maybe a few face framing pieces. However, if she would like to learn how to do something different with her hair, I will first suggest investing in a nice hair oil that will help her hair stay healthy. I personally use Olaplex Olaplex 7 bonding oil. It's $30 for a bottle, but it's lasted me for a very long time. It smells really nice and it makes my ends very, very healthy. I would also suggest having a few go-tos when it comes to hairstyle. And this may require watching a few YouTube tutorials, but once you know what you're doing, you'll be off to the races. So one style I like to use a lot is a messy bun. There are quite a few ways to do one, which is great. I also enjoy using beach sprays to help some of my natural waves come out when I'm letting my hair down. I also like to use big claw clips to just kind of pull my hair back without having to use a band. Um, This is one trend I'm very, very glad has come back. (laughs) Um, And one trend I actually really like is the low slick bun which is great for your hair when it's just not cooperating, but you want to do something to look chic. And I will wrap all this by saying that it will take a little bit of time and effort for a writer to feel fashionable. It might take looking through Pinterest or watching tutorials, maybe doing this once the kids are asleep for about 15 minutes is a possibility for her. The way she will feel about herself will make it all worth it. She will claim a new title, no longer Frumpy Francis, but Fashionable Francis. And she will feel all the more confident. Enjoy the process of discovering what you like and what makes you feel and look good and have fun with this. All right. So it is time for the Maybe Suggest segment of the podcast where we suggest to you the things that we have been reading, watching, eating, or wearing this week that made us really happy to be alive. Everything we suggest will be linked in the description of this episode for you to check out. So Annalise, what was your suggestion this week? So I don't know that it falls into any of the categories that you listed, but I was trying to think of something that kind of went with the theme of style. And it's an Instagram account slash shop called Sea to Sky Official. And sky is spelled like like the Scotland sky, like Mm. S-K-Y-E. And it's all like... English countryside style with like beautiful china and flowy dresses and meadows and like cottage gardens. And it always brings me so much inspiration when I look at it. Not as much in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a more like spring, summer inspiration for my style, but it just brings me so much joy. Um, And I just really appreciate it all of the things that they curate whether it's they have different sort of like wall art they have dresses they have jewelry and it's all just impeccable all under that like English countryside umbrella so sounds absolutely delightful (laughs) that sounds amazing I need to go follow them right now (laughs) (laughs) all right Jessica what is your suggestion this week I'm going to recommend a 
kitchen towel, which is from a very unique and specific company called Render Goods. So this is an upcycled towel made from, I think it's three and a half plastic bottles. Um, I received one for Christmas as a gift and it's such a lovely item. It's stylish, it's useful, and it's a great use of recycled plastic um actually does a fabulous job on glassware so Hmm. i i love the look of this towel but it doesn't really match my other towels and i didn't think i would use it you know just for hands or for for other dishes and so i decided to make it my designated wine glass drying towel so it's fun to just have regular go-to and honestly it does such a beautiful job does better than just my regular um cotton towels so Highly recommend it. Um, if you're interested in knowing what style I have, um, it's called Golden Hour Boho Beige. Mm. But they have all different kinds of of looks. So you go ahead and find what suits your kitchen. And uh, yeah, render goods. Amazing. Amazing. Well, this week I am suggesting a shop called Francesca's, <laughs> which always has the cutest and prettiest earrings for not that much money. And as I mentioned in my advice to Francis, one of my favorite ways to elevate an outfit is by wearing earrings. And I have an endlessly growing collection of earrings, which I'm sure my husband is very, very happy about. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I believe that you cannot have enough pairs of earrings. And Francesca's is one of my favorite spots to stop by when I'm looking for just something fun to add to my collection and to not spend that much money. Also, they always have wonderful deals going on. So go ahead and check out Francesca's. All right, to wrap up this episode, before we go, Annalise, how can listeners get in contact with you and check out what you are up to? Um, They can find me on my Instagram, which is uh, Sprig and Bird on Instagram is where I mostly am. And I write for Wallflower most occasionally. (laughs) And I think you have a new newsletter, right? I do, yeah. What is it about? Uh, so I have a new newsletter that's coming out. The first one hasn't been released yet. Um, all about classic literature, and it's called Girls of Gumption. Mm. And it, we're basically deep diving on my favorite fictional characters um, from classic literature. Incredible. <laughs> I think everyone should go sign up. I already did. <laughs> and Jessica, how can listeners find and connect with you? Listeners can find me on my food and lifestyle blog, thisrealjourney.com, and on Instagram at Jessica J. Schroeder. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can search my name on any of the socials and reach out. And of course, check out Wallflower Journal, where we have new articles coming out every week about relationships, beauty, recipes, personal stories, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Wallflower today. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can send your letter to dearwallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. Every letter we read will be kept totally anonymous. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.